This week on Intrigued, full of fact. Somebody somewhere knows something,、um, and just keep pushing, keep putting her name out there, keep putting the face of all of our missing girls, not just Kaya. I'm Shandrea Thomas, and welcome to episode 43. In this podcast, I talk about curious cases, disappearances, and other stuff. And today, I'm talking about the disappearance of 28-year-old Kaya Taylor from Plant City, Florida. She's the second case from Hillsborough County that I've covered so far this year, and from what I'm told, there are other women of color from that area who are still missing. I'll get to that in a bit. According to media reports and the family, Kaya supposedly dropped off her boyfriend at around 4 p.m. in Plant City on February 6th of 2020. Then, around three hours later, Kaya's purse and cell phone were found with her black 2000 Toyota Celera next to some railroad tracks on East Trapnell Road in the county, and Kaya was nowhere to be found. I spoke to Kaya's sister Katrina, and I reached out to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office about the case. This is what happened.、Uh, so tell me what happened to your sister. So she disappeared last year. Tell me it was February sixth of last year. Am I correct?、Right. So what what happened on this day? How did you discover that she was missing? Actually, February sixth was the last day the family has actually saw Kaya face to face. Kaya was at her mom's house. Me and Kaya are not full sisters. Uh, we have the same dad. We have different moms. So her mom has another son, Christopher, whose birthday was February sixth. So Kaya went over to see her mom and、um, her brother on that day at her mom's house in Dade City. Now February ninth is when we found the car. It was on the side of the railroad tracks, but the police said that they moved it on February sixth. From off the railroad tracks while it was running and abandoned, with her、um, cell phone on the ground、um, underneath the open driver's side door of the car on Trapnell Road. Which, if you're from Plant City, you know Trapnell Road is a very、uh, busy road, no matter what time, day, night. On February six, approximately seven、um, to seven thirty p.m., a passerby noticed that her car was.、Um, Running on the on the actual track on Trapnell Road, so the passerby actually called the police.、Um, they, I mean, Plant City Police. Plant City then called Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, and then Hillsborough said, "Just move it off the side of the road." That's who they. That's what they told Plant City Police Department. So they moved it on the side of the road, and there it sat for three days. Then my sister's boyfriend's mom. Actually, saw the car on the side of the road because, of course, her mom had been trying to、um, locate Kaya. From what I understand, she called Jason, Jason's mom, which is the boyfriend, called Jason. Jason called the friend Tiffany, and then Tiffany called、uh, Kanitha, which is my my sister's mom. And then that's when the ball started rolling, and we figured out that she she was gone. She was nowhere to be found. Okay, so so in the midst of all these phone calls being made, why would the boyfriend just not go to the mama's house? Was your sister and this guy living together? Like, what was their relationship? So I understand they were boyfriend and girlfriend, and I use that term lightly. But he was in no way, shape, form, or fashion welcome at my sister's mom's house at all because the the relationship was so volatile. So she called, of course. 
uh, my sister was actually staying, I, I, I would say couch hopping, was actually staying with Tiffany. And then sometimes she would stay with her um, boyfriend, Jason. Now, a, a lot of misconceptions are going around about this, but when my sister dropped off her boyfriend, which was the last person that saw her, it wasn't at her boyfriend's house. It was at her boyfriend's best friend's house. So there, there's a, that's a, a, a key component of it because people are like, wow, why did they drop him off here? That's not how it happened. The only person that can say they actually last saw her was the boyfriend. That's why it's so suspicious. He was the only one that has said, Kaya dropped me off at Kevin, who's the best friend's house, at four o'clock. We can't, we can't, we can't say that that is absolutely true. That is just what he said. So I, I, I can't confirm or deny that. I find the timeline very interesting that you're saying that she, I'll say allegedly, right? allegedly dropped her boyfriend off at the friend's house at 4 p.m. Then, you know, a few hours later, her car is found on the side of the road by these railroad tracks running and all this you know, her stuff is all in the car. Has anyone tried to explain that timeline or, or what did the boyfriend say about that? He doesn't say anything. And that's the issue. All he says is the last time he saw her was approximately four o'clock. Hmm. Approximately four. That's, that's very specific. Right, right, right. Hmm. And, and the place that my sister's car was found is less than a mile from where she supposedly dropped him off at. Wow. Okay. So the car is found. Uh, police get involved when the, in this. At what point does she get reported missing? Um, not until the 9th. Not until Jason, who's the boyfriend. Not until his mom sees the car on the 9th. And then we're like, okay. Have a, I mean, she's 28 years old. It's not something we're going to talk to her every day. Hey, where are you? What are you doing? Things like that. So three days later, when um, the mom says, okay, Kaya's car is on the side of the road but nobody has seen Kaya. That's when her best friends um, talked to her mom and said, okay, we're going to report her missing. What's going on? No one's been able to talk to her, get in contact with her via phone, nothing. Okay. So Kaya's mom and a friend report her missing on what day? February 9th. Okay. So February 9th, Kaya's mom and friend reports her missing. What happens after that? That's when they all go to the car and they're like, okay, yes, this is definitely Kaya's car. Kaya's mom actually tells the friend, okay, go ahead and drive the car home. You know, I, I can't deal with it. I've got to, you know, figure out what's going on with my daughter. So they actually drive the car to her mom's house in Dade City. So after the police have moved her car off the railroad tracks and it sat there for three days, now the best friend gets in the car and drives it to her mom's house. I mean, like this whole crime scene, if you will, has been marred by everybody, not because we intentionally did that, but because at this point, we don't know what's going on. You know, I, I, I don't blame anybody for that. You never know what to do in a case like this, but they drive it to her mom's house. Then finally, the police are like, okay, let's take her car. Let's, you know, process it. So it's like February 10th. Now she's been last seen February 6th. Now it's February 10th. This is like hours and days 
mm-hmm. that all of this evidence has been lost. And, and, and mind you, from February 6th to February 10th, there's a torrential rainstorm in Florida in this area. So, I mean, no footprints can be seen. You know, everything is all washed away. They always say the first 72 hours of a person missing is the most important. Well, we've had from February 6th to February 9th and 10th, that has just been gone. When it comes down to the investigation, let's get to that really quickly. What happens there? Do police question the family, the boyfriend? Like what? They process the car, so they clearly think something is up, right? Something's not right. So when it comes to all of the investigative part of it, what happens with that? They, from my understanding, did talk to the boyfriend, the boyfriend's best friend, and the boyfriend's best friend's dad, because that's where they dropped the, um, where Kaya supposedly dropped the boyfriend off. Now, I think that's weird only because, okay, what about the boyfriend's best friend's mom? like everybody in the household. But those are the three that they say that they have interviewed more than once. Um, They've interviewed the best friend. They interviewed, I believe, really, that's it. I don't even think they interviewed Kai's mom. And honestly, that's where it stands. (laughs) That's where it sits from that day. There's nothing said. It's an open investigation. That's what we're continuously being told. When I reached out to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office about Kaya's case, I really didn't get much of an update, but according to the family, the case is still open and active. I also mentioned that I was told that six women of color vanished in the county within the last 18 months and within a six-mile radius of each other. The response I got says, quote, There's no indication these cases are connected in any way. We would ask that you not encourage that theory that has been created on social media as it could directly interfere with the investigations to have that kind of misinformation out there. The county also updated its online missing persons portal to give more details about cases. I mean, did they look at her phone ping? Did they look at her social media? Did they look at like past incidents with the boyfriend? Like was was there ever any police incidents in the past with the two of them? Okay, so there wasn't any on record uh, between um, Kaya and the, and the boyfriend as far as the police being called. Right. So yeah. she was she was couch kind of couch surfing, as you say. Um, was she working anywhere? Did she have any friends that she worked with or anything like that? She was working at a call center in Lakeland. But from what I understand, they have not uh, talked to anyone there. Uh, what about her social media? Do you guys have any any inklings of her last um, communications on that or anything? No, the police have her phone. We have haven't yet to get that back. Okay. You guys do have the car. Do they still have the car? They brought the car back. They brought the car back. So they kept all of your sister's possessions. Um, I'm assuming they're, they've done some sort of cell phone tracking and all that type of thing. This is such a, a bizarre set of Absolutely. circumstances um, because it seems to me like there are so many steps that were missed throughout this process that could have could have given you guys more answers to everything. I, I think it was the 23rd or the 26th. My sister's shoes were found in the area that we had searched. Let's get into the searches and the posters. I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys put those things out. When did you guys have your first search and what has, has been the result of all of that? We weren't able to search until after the police did their search first. Um, I believe it was three or four days that they did helicopters, dogs and foot searches. Then, of course, we did our search. We've done two searches together. And then, of course, you know, the different sides of the family have done their own searches on their own. 
where my sister's car was found was a railroad track, but there's also a strawberry plant that sits off to the left of, of where the railroad tracks are. Well, on, on that strawberry plant, there's a building where trucks come in and out. And then there's a big yard. Well, my sister's shoes were actually found on the drain pipe there 10 days after we did our search, actually underneath one of the missing um, pamphlets that we put up. I actually have that picture of her shoes, so I can send that to you as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty important to start getting out there now. After that, they, Homeland Security actually did a, a walkthrough of that area. Then Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office actually stopped everyone going through that, um, that railroad track and started passing out flyers still to no avail. No answers mm. still even since then. So is, is this an area where there's traffic as far as rail traffic, like there's stops and goes that come through that area? Actually, the railroad tracks don't work anymore. They've been out of commission for about three, almost four years now since Kai has been missing. But um, there's a steady, steady flow of regular traffic, truck traffic, foot traffic. It's a lot of traffic on that street. You know, in your mind, when you think about the theories of what you believe could have happened, what things come to mind? What do you think happened? The streets tell you anything? Like, what are you getting from this? I only see three possibilities of what happened to my sister. Either her boyfriend did something to her. Um, There is a serial murderer, uh, rapist uh, person that takes women of color in that area or sex and human trafficking. To me, there is no other, there's nothing else that could happen. Mm -hmm. I know she didn't run away. That to me is very important for people to understand because she does have two sides of the family. When she had a problem with her mom's side of the family, she ran to us. When there was a problem with our side of the family, she ran to mom. So there was never, ever a place that she could not go or feel comfortable with going. So her running away is just not an option. Mm-hmm. Now, Kaya, is she, is she, she's biracial. Yes. She's biracial. Okay. So her dad is black and her mom is white. Okay. Right. Just to make sure that people kind of can understand that part of everything. Cause I know that's right. people are like, well, what's going on here? So she, she does have, and, and that's the other part of it too, is that to understand the idea that she does have family support, even though she, it sounds like she was kind of going through some things, you know, mm-hmm. does she have, she have any children? No. Okay. No, no. kids. She just, she just had to, she just had to worry about herself. So she's going through a rough time trying to kind of get her life in order. I understand that. Uh, tell me about your last conversation with her. When's the last time you actually saw your sister? Oh, you're going to bring tears to my eyes. Um, the last time I actually saw her, she was going to live with our dad before our dad passed. She came to my house and um, dad was mad at her because <laughs> she didn't come directly to his house. She's like, what is she doing over there? She's supposed to be over here helping me. And I'm like, dad, she came to see her sister, you know? So that, um, that was the last time I physically saw her. But she always knew, you know, I mean, we talked on the phone, we text, we video chatted. We, we always kept in touch. 
what was the difference, time difference between that time frame and when she disappeared? Uh, my dad died in March 2019, so almost a year. So I know you guys um, hold uh, events and searches and things like that. Tell me how, how that's going at this point, or how many of you guys had, or, or have you, have you resulted in anything more than her shoes? Um, nothing found more than her shoes as of this moment that I'm aware of. After Kaya came up missing, I'd say maybe four or five months, I actually left Florida for my own sanity, to be honest. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Okay. Tell me about the, the importance of, of getting your, your sister's story out and, and the importance of keeping her story alive, because I, I think that's really key. And I think clearly, you know, there are people out there who know something. Someone knows something. Someone has information about what's, what's happened with her. And this is not something she would ever do is walk away from you guys and not communicate at all. Right. So this is not right. her behavior. No. Um, so tell me about the importance of that and how, how much coverage have you guys been able to get in maintaining her story out there? Almost nothing, to be honest. There has been local news networks that have done little blurbs here and there. Um, I know her mom's side of the family did get Kendall Ray to do um, a couple YouTube videos, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I've done numerous podcasts, YouTube videos, things like that. But to me, the most important part of keeping her face, her name, her case, as well as all of the other Black, Brown, um, women that are missing from that area is only the people will be able to bring her home because the police have done obviously everything they can and will do to help them. It's the community and the people out there that's going to bring all of our girls home no matter what. So we have to keep pushing that no matter what it is. If it's a five second little uh, clip of their faces or a Facebook post or sharing their name. Those are the only people that are going to bring all of our girls back, no matter what. That's very, very important to me. Did you guys ever get any leads or tips or anything that, to come in about this, like at all? So I have a anonymous tip line that I made for my sister and I've gotten multiple, multiple calls of people that know things and of course, when I let the uh, detective know, he never um, calls me back or never follows up with anything. So as far as I know, everything that I've told him is nothing. And what about hiring your own private investigator? How is, is that possibility for you? And I've done that as well. I've actually had a private investigator that donated his time. And because I am not her legal next of kin, it, it has to come from Kanitha. Um, we haven't got anything from there either. People don't understand how one missing person can affect a community of people. Did you uncover anything that you didn't know about your sister that was going on as you guys started to like dig and, and kind of, cause you know, from what I've always understood, you know, with families and when they go through this process, they tend to do their own investigating sometimes more than the police. That's just what it is. Absolutely. And, and so I'm wondering, did you uncover or unravel anything that you didn't know about your sister before that could be of significance with this? Honestly, no. I think everything that I've seen um, on my own investigation, I already knew. Hey, tell me about your sister. Tell me what, she what she's like. Tell me about your sister's personality. Tell me what she liked, she didn't like. I keep mm -hmm. seeing all these posts about her being a ray of sunshine. So tell me about that. Mm -hmm. uh, Kaya is definitely a ray of sunshine. 
Katrina says that Kaya always had a good energy and a good spirit. Kaya has a YouTube channel where she shared some of her thoughts about life. Take a listen. If you seek contentment, try giving thanks to all the small things. I challenge you to reach out to a bunch of your friends, all of them. Ask them what they're three things that they're grateful for, and then you tell them three things that you're grateful for because it's guaranteed to uplift your heart. Well, she never met a stranger, no matter what. Um, I'm going to tell you a story about what happened at our dad's funeral, um, which I think is just so funny. Like after the funeral, and uh, you know how you go out to the cemetery and they have little um, plates on there that have their names. Well, she took it and we're at the repast and she's, Balling, she's like, I love you, Trina, but they spell my dad's name wrong. <laughs> and she's just smiling at the same time as she's balling. Like, that's the kind of person she is. She was a jokester. She loved to make everybody smile and laugh. Um, no matter how how hurt she was inside, she still on the outside was making everyone smile and laugh. She, there was never a stranger that she could ever meet. That's the type of person Kai was all the time, no matter what. That's, that's just her. Why do you think that she was, I guess, going through like a hard time? Was it, you think it was part of the relationship or was it just kind of a, a phase in life? What do you think was going on with her when she disappeared? <laughs> I think with everybody, we have waxes and wings with our um, with our psyche, especially at her age, with being with a guy that never really just showed her love like she wanted to be loved, a family like she wanted to have a family. And as a young a, a young woman, you want that. So it does put you in a place where you're very depressed. You don't talk about it all the time with different people because you don't want anyone to judge you at that age. You, especially at that age, you want people to think, okay, I've got it together. I've got a boyfriend. This is what I'm moving towards. I got a job. I have a car. You don't want to disappoint anybody. And I believe that's what it was. And just to, just to be clear again, she would never walk away. She wasn't in a state of mind to hurt herself or anything like that. Cause I know there's a lot of questions that people will have regarding oh, okay. her. And as, as far as um, that area, do you guys plan on having any searches moving forward? Because since you guys did find something out there, is there anything planned moving forward? Absolutely. We're going to keep looking no matter what, no, no matter when. I have family down in Florida that actually goes down there and looks and just asks questions, knocks on doors and things like that. We're going to continue doing it no matter what. We're going to keep her name, her face, her case out there, regardless of what happens. We want to know what happened to Kaya. Were there ever any sightings of her reported, alleged sightings? No, ma'am. Tell me about this area, this, this railroad tracks. Is there any lighting over there? It's just like pitch black? It is very dark at night. But think, this is between 4 and 7 in February. So it's not quite, you know, daylight saving times. It's still very light outside. Um, but you can go out there at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's very dark, but you still see numerous cars passing by. It's yeah, it's really dark. What would you say to the people who have been supporting you? I know you've gotten some, especially on social media. It's a very powerful tool. I've learned that through this process of doing this podcast. Um, What has that done for you guys as far as trying to get the word out and how you feel about people actually caring? You know, I think that's very important. I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts, but we need more. Um, 
because somebody somewhere knows something and just keep pushing, keep putting her name out there, keep putting the faith of all of our missing girls, not just Kaya, but all of the others that are missing in that area. We have to keep continuing to put their names out there and their faces out there. So HCSO can take us like for real. This is this something's going on out there. This is not a joke or a game. Something is going on with our black and brown women out there and we need to do something. So continue to push their name, their faces, their cases, because only our community will find them. If you had a chance to, to say something to your sister, what would that be? I love you. I can't wait to see you again. When it comes to my final thoughts about this case, it leaves me with a lot of questions. Who really saw Kaya last? Who parked her car on the side of the road? Did she do it herself or was it someone who's responsible for her disappearance? And just like Katrina, I wonder was she harmed by someone she knew? Was she kidnapped and put into sex trafficking or is there really a serial killer who somehow got to Kaya on that day? Another note is Kaya's shoes that were perfectly placed on the ground next to the family's search site. That's really strange because there were plenty of searches and no body was found. And what about the other women who are missing in that surrounding area? Are any of those cases connected? Well, police say no, but others disagree. That's something to think about. The reality is that someone knows something and the hope is that the family can get some degree of closure because all they want is answers. Right now, there's a $10,000 reward for any information in Kaya's case. I'll keep an eye on the situation and let you know what happens next. If you have a case that you want me to check out, just visit me on the Intrigued Full Effect Facebook page or email me at intriguedfulleffect at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connection with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. Any copyright material in the podcast is approved by the owner or as part of the public domain. Music by Pond5.